Hi, and welcome to South Forker Stories, our weekly podcast where we read you a daytime story, or a bedtime story, or a commuting or dog walking story. Whenever it is you like to listen to your favorite podcasts, South Forker Stories will bring you some of our favorite tales of the fascinating people and places of the Hamptons every week. My name is Amy Zavato, and I'm the editor-in-chief of South Forker. And I hope you enjoy listening to these stories as much as I love bringing them to you. On today's South Forker Stories podcast, how Jean-Michel Andriot crafts the most beautiful backgammon and chessboards you've ever seen from his West Hampton Beach studio. Take a listen. Backgammon's simple setup hasn't changed in over 5,000 years. An overarching rectangular frame divided into four sections. Within those sections, a line of six long, skinny triangles for a total of 24. 30 round, smooth checkers. A pair of dice. But since master craftsman Jean-Michel Andriot began making his stunning, handcrafted, one-of-a-kind boards five years ago at his West Hampton Beach studio, This classic game never looks so exciting. I had occasion to see friends playing, and I thought, the pieces they have, the board, the game was boring. It was always two-dimensional and always the same triangles. It's very generic, says Andreoid. The soft lilt of his Provencal accent is still a distinct marker of his origins. And I thought, there's a way to push it to another level, artistically. Push it, he has re-envisioning the Mesopotamian-born game as no one ever has in the long, long history of backgammon. His goal was never to reinvent the wheel, but to make the board both a practical, playable game as well as something that was a clear work of craftsmanship, a conversation piece that gets people to put down their phones and pick up a pair of dice. Who wouldn't want to master backgammon or chess? Queen's Gambit fans take note. He makes weighted, pewter-filled, custom pieces and boards of that game, too. When you see a board that looks like the sea on a sunny day, the usual 24 ho-hum triangles transformed into surfboards, or golden seahorses, or flora from a deep walk in the woods, or the New York skyline. The only limit is Andrew wonderful imagination. And of course, the fine-honed woodworking skills he possesses to create the intricate, custom-dyed, and painstakingly laser-cut boards, sealed in resin, each personally signed by Andreoit, like the works of art that they are. It takes a lot of time and practice, and a lot of trial and error, and sometimes, oftentimes, research and design. Sometimes, just to make one piece, I have to do it two times, three times, because I'm working with very fine, very sensitive material, he says. Like the thin, delicate sheets of wood veneer he uses for the boards and the landing spots for the checkers, their wavy grain and feathery patterns creating a sense of life and movement on the very board itself. Sometimes, Andreoit leaves the veneer in a mostly natural state, its pure, naked beauty entrancing all in its own. 
Sometimes he uses dyes that he hand-mixes himself to create the rich, saturated blues, greens, and other hues for specifically themed designs. The boards take a minimum of ten days, and up to three weeks to make, depending on the intricacies of its theme, or if it's a completely newly dreamt-up concept, bringing into play the design, the drawing, hand-cutting, dyeing, and curing, the laying and smoothing of the epoxy. Android works alone. There's no staff of apprentices or assistants to delegate the details to. And really, that's how he prefers it, focusing quietly and fully on each step until he gets it exactly the way he knows it should be. It requires some patience. And you know, art is the school of humility, he laughs. You fail often, and you often have to do it again. It's part of the game. You wouldn't know it looking at the pristine studding boards he creates, which, due to the intricate hand-honed nature of the work, started around $1,500. He used to sell them at a smattering of galleries and stores in the Hamptons, but the time-consuming nature of the work meant he couldn't keep up with the retail side of demand, especially during the pandemic when board games saw a spike in popularity. Now his boards are all special order through the website. The funny part is, sometimes when people come with something very difficult, the first thing I do is say, oh, I cannot do that. It's too difficult. They don't realize what they're asking, he laughs. The feasibility is not always obvious, but at the end, I never turn anyone down. A recent project that upped the ante of the difficulty level had him creating detailed replicas of vintage planes or another where a client asked for different specific surfboard designs for each row. The original idea for that board was actually the creation that started an entire business. The original idea for that board was actually the creation that started the entire business. I was born by the seaside in France, he says, and people are surfing there all the time. One day, I came up with this idea. Replace one point or two on the backgammon board with surfboards. That board quickly became the one for which he is perhaps best known on the east end of Long Island, and he certainly gets orders for them frequently on his website. But every month, there's a new idea, a new challenge, a new roll of the dice. They are all my babies, and it's never, ever boring, he says. I always have a big smile every day when I come to work, and I know the boards will be something special. And the next time I look at the clock, It's already 7 p.m. (laughs) 